0: Hi, welcome to the Ghostman Radio Station and my guest tonight is David Richards who begin up is a Harley Davidson enthusiast, a firewalker, a yoga teacher, life strategist and corporate executive. He's the author of number one international selling whiskey and yoga, find your purpose, champion for inclusion, diversity in the workplace, only served his country as officer marine during operations. Destall and restore hope. He received his bachelor's of English from Penn State University, earned two master's degrees from Marine Corps University. He currently lives in North Carolina. You can visit his website on www.davidrichesauthor.com, and he's also on IG and Twitter. And he's on my show tonight. How how, Hello, David. How are you today? I'm I'm doing great. it must have been an unusual for, uh, experience. You don't have to tell me too much because I know it's um quite a hard thing to talk about being um in in a uh, um the desert storm at the time because we only saw it um on the news and obviously the news is relegated how much we can they can show and how much they can't show. It must have been quite intense at the time being there.
1: Bonds. It, it was this buildup, build-up, and, and then the war cell lasted, lasted 96 hours. Um, so I was actually part of the C-Campaign. C-C we went, went to, I was um, on a ship as part of our um, unit. We were basically patrolling Pacific Ocean, if you can imagine that. And, and sent to Somalia first in December of 1992 to, to launch Operation Operation Hope to address the famine that that's like in time uh, we were there for two months and then uh, because we were there kind of to kick the door to all everyone else to come on uh, we got back ships, and we steamed up to uh, those of Kuwait and we stayed off the coast for about a week We did some exercise
0: It's still something, I mean, it's a a strange thing to go into a country knowing what's happened and then you're there to help them move on a bit and help feed them and stuff like that. A bit like Afghanistan at the moment. That must be strange over there because both us and you, your country are both there. Obviously, for whatever reasons, we're not there at the moment. And, of course, the Taliban, always been the Taliban, they beat the Russians. So they're quite happy to go along and do what they did before. And it must be dis- disheartening sometimes if, if you've gone to war with someone and you've done everything you can and you've gone back and you see all these things happening. You're just thinking, you know all the people. You know how much it affects the people. You're not worried about the war side of it. As you said, it's the humanity side of it. It really is. And I think that's, that's the disturbing thing. It's because I remember going to Somalia.
1: And it was a contradiction because, because again, this is, this is early '90s, and so, and so the internet wasn't nearly, nearly what it is today. And it, it, information was at our fingertips. And so we all we knew knew that it was supposed to be arms arms Somalis, that were greeted at the beach each we did. It. So about December 9th, you know, you know, four in the morning, we're off the coast of some amphibious tractors getting ready to come come ashore, and you're so nervous and tense because you're gonna it's supposed to be a, a test landing. And, and you end, and it's only camera crews, film crews, news reporters, and media. It's a surreal thing. And then the food starts, starts coming, in, and you're participating in getting convoys to food distribution centers, and you're, and you're helping people, and you feel like you're making a difference. And then, honestly, if uh, if people know this, oh, this is my history. In October of the following 1993 is when the, the movie Black Black Down happened, and um. Lots of casualties, and then shortly after that, was that we got out of the country, and it fell back again to kind of what it was. And, and the same is true with Afghanistan. It's you know, there are written about <laughs> Afghanistan is the graveyard of artifacts because it's it's so it's so far away, and so we you know, we you know, we we spent twenty years there, and what has really changed? We provided, maybe we improved some some roads, we provided infrastructure, we provided. Uh, something of an economy because we had you know, tens of thousands of allied forces there who needed subsistence support. That could be contract work for people, but that all goes away, and the Taliban went right back. And in a way, you can say it's going to go back to 2000. Uh, uh, the Chinese are actually moving in now, and I, th- I think just from what I can gather, they're certainly going to, going to take different approach than the Russians did, than the US, US did, trying to win the Taliban. And so I think it's just it's funny because people die, people put their lives on line. You, you want to feel like you've had an impact, impact or difference. And it's true in the moment, but long-term, is Afghanistan standing better off than it was? You know, I, 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 I don't know, and I don't know what it's to be. Um,
0: just because ultimately a, a people, like, a people will have to have to go themselves and, and in the absence of the you know, passion for something greater than what we're saying, you're going to subject yourself to, to authoritarian rule from the Taliban. I just want to bring that up because as, you, as I could see that you more, like, in the inside as such. <laughs> and you still got a slight echo your thre- in my friend, but we'll work through it. Okay. Um, okay. I like the fact you're Harley Davidson as users, because I like bikes, I'm I am, um, the only bike I ever rode was a moped, so I don't consider, I think most people would think that's a joke, but hey, that's just me. The fire a bit, I never would fire walk in a million years. <laughs> yoga, I, I thought about yoga, but I don't know, if I'm, I'm, I would have to do it very low impact kind of yoga, because I'm getting to the age of 60 now, and I don't want to do the real hardcore stuff.
1: On a highway in South Carolina, doing doing it 75 miles an hour, luckily came out just barely a scratch, but it kind of got me. I was I was, I was not eager to get back on the bike, so so uh, I didn't. I fixed the fixed the bike, sold it, and then years back. A friend of mine had one. I was like, you know, maybe it's a good time to try it back. So I bought a Harley, rode it for like a year, year, and it just was the same. Like it's not like, people enjoy bikes. It, it was it was short me, so I, I I sold bike and, and I it was, It's a uh, fire fire walking at that 2017. And it's um it, it it's just kind of a it's a leap of faith, but you 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 it's just how how you can use your mind to overcome things you don't think you can do. And it was really in some ways it was a catalyst for me to the lighthouse keeper because. Um, don't think you can walk on fire. And you prove to yourself that you can. And, and yeah, I got, I got a blister, but but I lived. It wasn't anything more important. Uh, and then yoga, uh, yoga for me was this this incredible line that just happened to pop up to my life right as I got, I got out of the military, left active due duty. Um, the the first Friday in August of two thousand six. And I think Sunday, that Sunday, I think my first yoga class I just took it because of um, I saw I saw think we American football players with yoga to stretch stretch in the mid-sessions. And I thought, that, that's pretty, pretty hitting. And I was c- coming in course so I had had lots of masculinity, testosterone, and as uh, well, I work workout in the weights. So I'll do yoga to see how to stretch. And, and first class I took was a gentle yoga class, so not a lot of exertion. And it felt weird, weird, because I was the only guy in the class. Um, but two days later, I tried a different style yoga, yoga instructor. I probably thirty or forty-five minutes into the class, and I'm just, I'm just pouring sweat. And I'm, and I'm like, "How is that happening? It's not like we're jogging around the room. We're standing on the mat, and I'm moving, and yet just watching sweat drip, on, drip onto mat." And I think from that point, I point, I got fixed, hooked on it, because I was. Something's happening to, to me mentally, kind of. I was tuning into, into being present. That was such such a
0: phenomenal feeling that I have more and that led me to becoming a instructor. Well, I think we, as we've mentioned about the mind, we we'll go into your book now, "The Lighthouse Keeper: The Story of Mind Mastery." And this the blurb says, Sam knows how life how life is he currently living ends. Isn't the life the end. He wants. He makes a choice to try his hand at a housekeeper's apprentice, a life of a lighthouse apprentice. Promises his responsibility, adventure. He will find adventure and the likes of which he can never have imagined. A journey unfolds before him, promises to change his life, if he can only survive.
1: Yeah. So, so um, the lightkeeper again. It was 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 born out of yoga class. And I just I usually used, used to go to yoga classes to an extent, but I wanted my students to think different, differently about how they observe the world, and it all comes back, back to your, your mind, and, and so I'd say, say something like, you no, know, no, you are a, your life Life is a, and you, you are a director, and what are you focusing on? Are you filming a tragedy? Are you filming a comedy? Is your life an adventure? What, what is your, because it's, you have the camera's eye, um, and then one day I came into class, and I said, I said your life, your mind is, mind is in a desert. That's where all your praise are. Everyone you ever met is somewhere in your mind, and, and your awareness, where you put your attention, or your focus, is, is a lighthouse. And and with practice, you when you realize you can control where you put your awareness. And most don't think of it that way. And that's kind of what Sam, Sam's story is in the book. Is I you know growing up for me, me, my my has been recorded to. And so we weren't poor, but we were certainly lower class because 1970s that military was the U.S. coming in and out of Vietnam. And just we moved around at the time, so that was part of our life. I didn't really know what else I could be. I didn't want to be a writer. I loved writing. I, I was. Just, I got recognition when I was, I was in school for national recognition here in the U.S. on poetry that won contests, um, but I didn't I, I didn't have to have the, crew, the confidence. Because I didn't really know what being a writer-writer meant, and so I joined the Marines, and I thought, well, I'll just kind of do what my dad did. He, made, he was in for 31 years, and then retired with a nice pension, and, and I got, you know, probably 10 or 12 years of career, and it just wasn't... Been, the model started to break, to break down, the script started to break down, down for me. and I wasn't, I'd been married, divorced, divorced. I had a child. My career, I was, I was doing things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't, I wasn't finding any full fulfillment. And so I just got to, to a play, I was writing more and more, I started writing poetry in early 2000, I, was, I think when I had a boss who, who painted and then Marine Corps. You just see that kind of artistic expression. I, at least, at least I just wasn't around. Marines. like I love the Marine Corps, or the finest fighting people in the world. Not a lot of artists and no, poets in the Marine Corps for, for me. And so, this boss was kind of an, of an institution, and and that called me, call, and then I just got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to follow the anymore. I don't want my dad's life. I've, I have to. I don't have to stay in the Marine Corps or to. to Get to retirement and, and doing else, and like, I want to do something else now. And so, so I took I took that leap, and I realized, I know really kind of kind of over the last the last few years that it was <laughs> it's really my first time time coming something other than, than someone who lived inside the military because I, I lived inside military for, for 36 years. Even within, when I was in university, I was part of the the missioning pro program for the Marine Corps. So I was doing doing RC or, or, or military like stuff. At least once a week, week in school, and I want, I want something different, and so that's, that's what the military or in Um and, and that's really kind of led me down that path, and ultimately so happy to write, write The Lighthouse Keeper, because it, it's reflection, obviously every book is a reflection of author in some ways, but it's also a reflection of my journey, and where my journey still, still is, and the more I did to practice what I wrote about in the book, the more effective I've realized I can master my mind and
0: focus on the things that really important in my life. So you would, would you say that the character Sam could be one of us moving through uh, these weird and wonderful treacherous and extraordinary times that we're living in with COVID and global warming and you name it, we've had it. Sam is, Sam has, without getting too
1: much away, Sam has, has he's and then, then there's this mystery that calls him the life that could, and so he goes on that journey. I think when I look at what's happened over the past six 16th or so, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal this time last last year to be coming to grips with with world effectively shut down. Anytime out, you had to have a mask. Restaurants, restaurants closed, gyms were closed, movie movie theaters were closed, and it was this incredible, incredible isolation. And yet at the same time, I became—I know I became more aware of my like what was in front of me. I became, became grateful for having a, a beautiful view of trees. I became grateful my my friends bought a puppy. Watching the puppy be like those things things meant much to me. And it wasn't so much about, about me to be entertained by going to the movies or I need, I need to be entertained by going to a concert. It was how to appreciate the life that's in front, of, in front of me and how can I make more, more something up, you know, something more of that. And I think that that's the same thing that Sam's journey is, is, is he goes on this path to mastering his mind. And through that, through that he comes across the discovery of what's really, really important to him. And then, then, there's a shift in the book where it's okay. And how do I bring more of that into my life? And that that becomes kind of his purpose
0: that takes him, makes him back to light And as we uh, read the book, we we're looking at um, transformational real tools that um, we can find in the story. That can we where you have guided us in the practice in real life because. Basically, it's a guide as such, isn't it? Because you can't make, as you know, you can't make people want to do it, but if they're interested enough and they really want to change their life, they, they know roughly, they will get a lot out of it. Exactly, no, that's exactly right. And I think
1: part of it is... No, like, like, we all, so many people think that life happens outside of me. Like, I... I something i have to go i have to figure out a way to go get in the big external journey and the reality is if i want to let's say i want to buy a ferrari i can figure out okay how do i save enough money money to buy a ferrari or i can look at myself and say okay what kind of person can afford afford a ferrari who do i need to be to become so so i can afford a ferrari and i think i think that's the takeaway i didn't want to when I, I whisked skin yoga, my first book was, was self-help. It was full. It was, cool. it was based on my own, my own life experiences. And I cited, you know, I quoted the same things, the statistics, things, all sort of information. With a lighthouse keeper, I knew, I knew I would tell a story, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure, make sure I was providing the story the story in such a way that people could take away specific things from it, actions to take, whether it was about meditation orcus or willpower because ultimately you are only going to be successful in the amount of work you do on yourself if you think that you know like working or getting something external is going to bring you satisfaction I would contend the real satisfaction comes from becoming someone who, who attracts them to their life and that that is the only way that you can get, like all of our experiences connect to the mind you say oh, I feel pain pain in my hand but need the pain receptor, receptor in your hand to let your mind know, know that, there, that there's pain coming here and, and so if, if you start to focus on really, really internal journey and I kind of call it the heroine, heroine scene, because men the heroes of those journeys usually start on the external, external struggle that's what all our big American movies movies are really a hero and all the journey has to go through and for women the journey is really internal, internal wisdom and that's kind of what Noga has showed me is,
0: is there's, a, there's a path to wisdom and that's an internal path and that's kind of the journey that Sam goes on and goes on. Just looking at your website, I like the fact you got a thing called Featured Workshop. Yes, yes, yes.
1: In fact, I had someone from the UK reach out to me about, about a year ago and I said, hey, love your books, can you come speak to us? And I, like, I'd love to. And then I think it was, okay, Travel outside the U.S., you can travel the U.K. So, but yeah, yeah, part of it is, is is getting people. It was a good lesson. That's an act of when I wrote *Skin Yoga*, so Whiskey, *Whiskey*, the first book, book just get, getting writing the book itself was was pounds, um, so and I was so happy to do that. And then I was so overjoyed and grateful when it hit hit on on launch day on Amazon on, in two categories, I think, self help and yoga. And then a week later. Someone reach reach out and like, okay, what else do you have? What else what else is behind the book? Like it's great you can help help find this, but people want more and more of you, and that's kind of like, oh shoot, I have I have to have to give them something more. Um, and the workshop's been that, and um, it's still uh, I think I, I was navigating make, making the workshop really successful in light of the, light of the pandemic because I really, really want to get in front of people, not just do it virtually. Um, but it, but it's it's really a work in progress. Hopefully that's 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 what they want is they, they want that connection so they can specifically have the interaction with other people. How do you meditate? Or how do I build, build my focus or how do I increase my, my so that I can, I can direct drag energy, direct my my focus to where I want it to go and instead of that letting it go to the patterns that I have created created in the course of my life. And and that kind of meeting back is what really, really empowers people and gets people on track
0: tracking those workshops. I like your uh, blog post. The one I'm looking at that interests me the most is the Lord of the Wasteland. I like how you go from Kiss, and then you right, right. Sl- slowly down, and looking at it, and then, then you slowly going into Christianity, and then you go into Constantine. <laughs> and Rome. No, it's... Well, well no, it's, it's, fun, it's funny, guys. So, uh, uh, Lord of
1: the Wasteland is a lyric from... Um, uh, KISS' song, I think about 1974 for the God of Thunder, God of Thunder. and obviously, if you keep up with, up with Marvel movies, or you know, know your mythology, Thor is God of Thunder, Although, from, from what I've come through in my research, lots of different cult culture have, I believe, a belief even the God of Thunder is really kind of one of the interesting things I've discovered, and so uh, I was listening to the song because I've been doing, doing research on Thor, also, research on Christianity, and what's interesting is that you know, so Christianity became the, the religion of the, Rome, the Roman Empire. I think in three ten, 10 A.D. when Constantine adopted it. Uh, but at the time, there was, there was ongoing give, give and take of war between the Germanic manic tribes of Germany and Rome, and they had gone, gone back and forth since Marcus Aurelius, Aurelius in the early second century. But Thor was the god of Germanic people. He, he was like, he was kind of, I don't know, know where it felt, but like Thor Thor was a person. So what I found out through search was there were jewelers at, at the time who didn't know oh, if lions were going to be, be Christians, followers of Christ, or pagans, followers of Thor. And they have these holes that still exist today where the jewelers had a cross was for Jesus and, and the X like a hammer, it was for Thor, and so it just tell, tells you this amazing struggle that took, took place between these two competing religions, and obviously, the German, German people tremendously prideful, and Italy, like, they were conquered by Rome, um, and they turned around and defeated Rome, but accepted Christianity, and so it's this really, really interesting piece of history that takes place around 100 AD, where um, even as Germany kind of unified, as to an extent anyway, and conquer Rome, they accept the sort of the past pacifism of Jesus, war-mongering Thor. and so interesting, and so I just have listened to, maybe even on the radio, or God a lot of Thunder from Kiss play, and
0: I'm like, that's a good few post. I think it's a good connection. I really I, really, I can see it now. Is it, uh, it, it's, you know, I was going to say it's, it's 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 funny
1: because as so many people it doesn't take a lot to become a student of history. It just takes the time to read it, and that's the best thing that I got from the military territory, was one of the two really, really, both I guess master's degrees I got was a, a very detailed study of military, military history. We started with the Peloponnesian War between Sparta and um, um, Athens in. 450 B.B.C., and worked our way through World War I, like, like all the um, the Russian wars, and World War One, World War II, Vietnam, Korea, um, but going back to what Rome was able, was able to publish, and then some of the dynamics, how that, that, and obviously what's provided to Western civilization, it, it's really compelling to see how things evolved and where it's taken
0: so you I Do you still do your speaking? Obviously, um, I presume they may be starting up again in the U.S. I know some states are opening up a little bit more now. It's getting there. I haven't booked I
1: um, any, any givens recently, but it's something that I'm looking at and working with people to, to get scheduled because I think it's it's time. I think certainly that's the other the other thing too. Obviously, one, one of the things that I've been working on, I think on, on my third book now since really, April of last last year. And in it's, some it's ways, you know, Whiskey Skin Yo! it took me six, six months to write. I was with a pretty significant, significant rewrite. Uh, the Lighthouse Housekeeper took me about, about eight months, and also the rewrite. I've been waiting for this book, which doesn't really have a title yet, but in probably six, six hundred pages. And, and something, to, you know, I've, I've asked, okay, is, just what I'm writing is just just to become the book, like, like a journal is going to become the book. Um, but like like every book's a journey. And so uh, um, this one has gotten me to where I feel, I feel comfortable on what I'm speaking about. And, and I think people are at a place where they have an appetite for taking their life to the, to the next level. Because I think the pandemic has been a big wake-up wake call. What are we really focused on in, on in our lives? What's important in our lives? Is it just about making money? Or is there some, something meaningful that pursuing and from from what I call just seeing my friend I like you know made friends who, who a, a very different for plastic surgeon and if you saw him 15 months ago he was clean linked short hair speckles speckles on his eye you know glass glasses and now his hair is short he always has a beard and he's just just completely sort of relaxed and open open and and I'm sure most people who, who um, obviously, we've all go, all gone through pandemic, have something like that where it's like, like you know, I don't have to wear business clothes all of the time because I'm working from home. I want to be comfortable, cool. maybe I'm more productive now because as I do a home routine. Um, I, I, I feel like there's, um, I feel like, I feel like the skin's getting pretty quickly.
0: I Agree with your the evaluation of your life, because I always like the term normal back to normality. Now, my normality would be completely different to your normality, and yours would be totally different to someone else's. So the word normality isn't quite correct. It should be how you used to live your life before the pandemic. Well, oh, it's, it's, it's
1: interesting because I know um, I was called was late March or early April last year as and- was a bunch of people getting this large networking company trying to figure out how to make, make sure that networking could still happen we were still operational and everything else and, and someone saying man i can't wait till things get, things get back normal and for me in, in the military or with the military background um my radar went on and off like i didn't knew the pandemic wasn't normal. Didn't feel normal. This is like exceptional. So I was the person on the call who said, "Stop, stop saying it today. Right now is normal. Work from home is normal. Freak about what happened before because that may, that may not mean it happen again. And it's not a bad bad thing, but just appreciate that they're not going to go back back to normal anytime soon. And you know, I think I can't say, say but sort of getting getting through. You know, I know I think, I think in the US are. Gymnasiums up last September, and and then we got, got rid of masks. I think I think at the beginning of May when the vaccines really started coming out. But now, now with Delta variant, I'm I in a shopping store just yesterday, and wasn't really thinking about it. But I, I looked and I realized, no. oh my gosh, everyone except me and at least one of the one other person has masks on again, no. and everyone's masking mask up, and so. Realize yes, though though it feels like, okay, at least we can go out and go out. I thought I went to Texas. I went to Mount, North Carolina last weekend. I was getting out, but the hasn't gone away long So it's a new version of normal promoter from what it was six months ago, but it's not, not the same as it was two years ago. And
0: that's okay, actually, to be mindful of where we are. I think... You've got it right there, David. I think, I think we are better people now. I like to think I'm a better person. I've, I suffer from paranoid thoughts and things like that, and I've worked on it to get it less worse than I was. And I had to know I had to do the work as much as to get other people to understand how I felt sometimes. And I think the true nature of anything, as long as you've you've got the problem, And you're not afraid to talk about it. And I think you deal with it better as a person. I'm not saying you don't have bad days. Of course you have bad days. It's impossible never to have a bad day. But as long as, like you say, like for your book as you teach, if you're working on what you want to achieve your mind, because the mind controls like a lot of things, but we just don't realise it. Sometimes we're just on... When we... Butter some bread. We just butter bread, but we're not really butting bread. There's lots of false processes in just butting a piece of bread, <laughs> Yeah. But That's we don't think that about that, that because. It, it, that, agree, agree. Really, you know, I think it's so interesting to me,
1: especially here in the U.S. Obviously, the past 15 months or 16 months, we went through, went through social unrest We had the racial injustice. We had at little upheaval, the likes of which. I never thought I would see in the United States of America, America in the first century. Like, if you're going to tell me, if you told five years ago that there would be a day where we saw swastikas on our, on our nation's capital or in, or in building, I would have laughed. I would have said, That's ridiculous. We are too smart, smart for that. And clearly, we are not. But if it comes back to, to each one of us is, is, is 100% responsible for our experience of life, I would say... Again, you may not be be able to or change your circumstances, but you absolutely control how you respond to those circumstances, and that's been the big dictate. Like if you if you have done, I no, I'll say this. No, for me, the past fifteen months have been cathartic because because I took the time to work on myself. That's what my writing was about, but it was like like what, like what, let, let me get really serious about who who I am and who I'm going to be, because this is the time to do it like like, this is the time I don't I'm not worried about my vacations now I'm worried about like concerts I'm going to I used to do lots of obstacle course race races I did I did my first first two last weekend but you haven't really done that for 15 months so the work on me because I want to make my experience of life, life as fulfilling as enjoyable as possible and I'm the one who
0: well, I look forward to reading your book. I think I'll get a lot out of it. I would invite, I reckon that people even dip their toes in the first, let's say the first 10 pages, just to say, look, look at it like a, uh, you can go on Kindle sometimes, and you get like a a small sample of a book. It's normally about nine, 10 to 12 pages or something like that, sometimes more. But you get the feel for the book. And once you've got the feel for the book, I think you're going to read more out of it and then you'll probably go back to it. I think your book is one of those that are going to go, oh yeah, I did not think, oh yeah, that does work. I'll try that again. Yeah, it's one of those books that people are going to keep going back to, dipping in and dipping out. And I don't think you'd mind that too much. I appreciate that. Oh? I, I, I appreciate that. I think that's, that's... I certainly that was the other thing too was much much I love putting
1: whiskey and yoga it was also wasn't what I wanted to write and, and what that is for the longest time I, I wanted to be a writer I, I love Steve King Clive Barker um, I just love the fact that you, you think of something that, that can induce like fear in other, in other people and it's, it's it's not like because I want to make people people but it's just, I like that reaction in the similar sense if you can introduce like hope, or if you can introduce appreciation or love, I'm telling a story, I want to do that. And so, with with yoga, me was like this compromise of okay, okay, I'm not going to be the next Stephen King, King, but uh, I'm, at least I'm writing my book, my book. Okay, I've done great. When the lighthouse house came along, and I knew I wanted to tell a fiction story, I was excited because it was like okay, now I can like like I can add some of this creative juice that I have in me to a compel story and I, I know I had someone, someone read when I was, you know, hurting it I had someone read probably the first, first chat. And they're like, this is just scary. This is like, he, he's waking up and he's about death. That is going to greet him at the door Oh my gosh. And I was like, no, no, that I want, like I, I want that feeling of, of dead because that's a reflection of what he thinks of the life that his, he's living. And so it's like, yeah, if I, if I don't do anything, and I stay, stay with my dad on this chicken farm, I, I'm going to die by chickens. Like that's that's all going to what's happened to me. And so I like I like fact to do that when he gets to the lighthouse. I, I really want to capture the mood and sort of sort of claustrophobic feeling of being in a lighthouse. And so I wanted like that air of like, oh, this, this place feels empty and it's, it's enclosed, and now there's a storm. And I'm hearing all the ways that I haven't heard and heard for the first time. And, and that's the part that the writing is exciting to me. And so now with my third book, it's kind of like, it's a, I, I, I love the kind of direction the story's going. I love where it's going. And how do I make this so compelling that people will build it down? And, and, that's, and, and, and that is, I can do do that, but it also comes at a cost. It's that now that cost is time. I never thought, thought I'd be working 16 months on a book and writing certain pages with most of it in my hand, but, but I am, and as, as some you just have to step back and like, you know what, they're really they, you always hear the phrase, or listen, you, trust, you trust the process, you gotta trust the process and when you trust the, trust the process, okay that means there really is a process and it's true because every story has a storyteller um, but the story also sort of, it's to say how it gets to, it's to be told, and that's what makes movies so compelling, what you know, makes really so compelling is, is, it's the relationship the storyteller has to the story that, that makes it so compelling, and so that's really what the process is.
0: Oh, I think we've covered most of what we could cover today, don't we? because, as I say, and to, um, I reckon I people to do is, I highly recommend you go out and read your book. Now, well, again uh, this is the part of the show we get to the, the end bit. Um, please mention anything you write, your website, or where to get your book.
1: No, I appreciate that, more So uh, David Richards, Richard author, Tom. I think you said that at the beginning, and also, also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, David Richards, Richards, author. Um, my book is, book is available on Amazon uh, worldwide, so uh, that's I haven't done any place else release, really, because I do all my shopping on Amazon, so I'm hoping other uh, people but, but, uh, but I appreciate, appreciate the time, Mark. It's great to connect, connect with you again after so long, and I'm uh,
0: really, really grateful that you reached out. And uh, this is a bit I asked the guests, well, David, what is your unique sign-off? Well, my
1: unique sign-off is Let every, every Day Be an Adventure.
0: I like that one. And uh, here's mine for you. I talked to David Richards today about his book, The Life of Housekeeper: a story of Mind mastery, I wonder if he got it when he was a spy when he was firewalking while he was doing a bit of yoga teaching. And he's a bit of a life tragedist and a corporate executive. I don't know how he gets the time. He likes uh, to be a champion of inclusion and diversity. And as he's mentioned, he learnt a lot of respect for things in the, the army because the army taught him how people do need help even in a time of war. There's nothing wrong with that. In there's always need for peace, but peace comes at a price sometimes, and it's a price we don't always see. But let's recommend you to go to his website, www.davidrichardsolfer.com, and he's on Twitter and various other sites. And I highly would recommend you read his book, "The Lighthouse Keeper's Story: Mind of Mastery," because I think you'll get you as you read about the character of Sam, you will realize Sam is you. your journey through life and how sometimes you you with the power of your mind can change it that is you not the world you can't change the world we can't do nothing about that but the only one thing we can change is ourselves as popeye the once greatest philosopher of all time once said i am what i ams